You are listening to the 312 Squadron Podcast. We're back. My name is Nick Sperry. I'm Andrew. I'm, I'm Emmanuel. You sure are. And we're happy <laughs> to start off. We're sure we're happy to start off the, the new year. I know uh, the limitations on how, how you say Happy New Year at this point. But for you all, I do want to wish you all a Happy New Year. And we're back for Episode 9 of the 312 Squadron Podcast. Guys, there's a lot to talk about. But I do want to ask you all about your New Year's resolutions, okay? So, Manny, let's start with you. What is oh your boy. New Year's resolution? And it's and, and being good at X-Wing, unfortunately, <laughs> isn't on the table. Does it have to be X-Wing or just can it be anything? No, I'm just joking. With you. Yeah, no, it can be anything. It doesn't need to be X-Wing all right. at all. Uh, I don't want to try to read at least a book every month. That's the goal. But And hopefully be able to climb... A V6 at the end of the year. If you're not into climbing, then that's going to fly over your head. So, yeah, that there's battery? that. Is that like a battery? Like a, sounds like a battery. You're going to climb a battery? <laughs> no, it's just like it's it's how like the routes are rated. Oh, cool. That sounds yeah. intense because six is uh, higher than one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wow. You you can do math extremely well. I, I, I can, everybody. I'm a math guy over here. Andrew, <laughs> is, that your year's, is that your New Year's? It's a your no, New Year's resolution. Who better have math? <laughs> no, I'll never get good at math. What about you, Andrew? Uh, my resolution was to remember people's names the first time I meet them, and to be better at doing that. The and first time? Yeah, I mean, because I'm not. I I forget names pretty quickly. Like if I'm meeting someone for the first time, you know, if you go around and introduce them, like like people introduce themselves, and just it's been hard for me just to remember people's names. I can remember their faces, but I'm taking a concerted effort to like actually just try to remember people's names because uh, that's just something that I'm not good at. So and that yeah. it's always embarrassing when like you you've met someone like spent a whole you know day with them and then you meet them again. and You can't remember their name. Yeah, I can totally understand. Usually I'm just too busy avoiding to be socially awkward. Uh, and that's why I usually forget their name. Yeah, and I, I'm a pretty outgoing person as it is, but it's just, it's always been hard for me. I just don't have, I don't know, I just don't have that. And it's not, you know, and I, I, I'm i never offended if anyone forgets my name, but I, I don't want to, like, offend people because most people I meet are actually, like, really important to me. So that's why I want to, like, be better about remembering their names. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a big one. I'm, I feel like without being, like, the cliche, like, oh, I'm going to, like, you know, go on a mental health journey, lose weight, make more money, like stuff like that. Like, I definitely want to get, I want to feel like I am making serious progress in my like career. I, I, I want to be able to see like, maybe like start to see with more clarity, like where my future could be in the next few years. Um, I'm really hard on myself though. Like I, I feel like I, I'm like, I take a step back. I'm pretty happy with my life. Like I, I, I'm really hard on myself though. Like, um, I feel like it's easy to get, and this actually ties into what we're gonna talk about later. But I feel like it's easy to get caught up in like the, the, the what's happening now and in the moment. Like, if something's frustrating or stressful, that is pretty fleeting. Like, it's it's easy to get kind of stuck on maybe immediately your life doesn't feel so great, but ultimately very fortunate that I have a good supportive family. I have good friend group. We have 312 Squadron, which has grown immensely. Um, we have the podcast here, obviously, along with that. And so I think I need to do, I think my New Year's resolution, TLDR, after this long rant, is to just be a little bit better about like maybe looking at the bigger picture and um, maybe not stressing out as much. 
cheers to that. There you go. All right. So we were uh, we were at the Las Vegas Open this past weekend, well, at least from when we're doing this recording. That's um, right. Andrew, and by we, I mean Andrew and I went, uh, and we played on the Friday heat. We got in on Thursday. Um, played on Friday. Day one, uh, heat one. And I probably have pl- played the worst I've ever played uh, at an X-Wing tournament, structured tournament, like, ever. I'm fortunate enough to have a world's invite already, so I felt like I could take the pressure off and play something different. And I'm glad yeah. I did. Andrew, how'd you do? I did well. I was actually very happy with how I played. Uh, it came down to the to the end for me. Uh, I was I did my last game on stream, and uh, I was going up against uh, uh, our good friend Justin. We were both two and two, so one of us was going to make it to day two. We both had the win in the winning in, and uh, unfortunately, that that game got away from me. I felt like I had a pretty decent opening. You know, my my list uh, had to do more damage on that initial initial engagement and just didn't get there. And it was just hard to recover from there. Um, but Justin played well and, and I was super happy for him and stoked that that he was able to do it. And then I um, got ninth place in the Red Die Redemption in the next day uh, playing for fun. So it was a good time all around. Yeah, I, I was able to play a lot better in that i went three and one in that which felt good just kind of yeah you were you were uh seventh in, in that or seventh yeah seventh yeah not bad so made top eight that's people. always good <laughs> yeah exactly there you go yeah so for those of you guys that didn't know lvo was interesting i'm not going to use this as an excuse but it certainly uh, was a bit of a distraction um you know long story short there was a technical issue gsp was there to stream they weren't able to set up their stream with their computer I had brought mine to do some team league stuff because we're running our, our 312 team league and I do a lot of admin stuff um, every day for that. And uh, that's what I use to, to when we travel and stream X-Wing in person. It's an incredible computer. And we were able to uh, hand it over to, and lend it to GSP so they could stream LVO. But day one, I was trying to help them get it set up and play at the same time. And I would have to leave my opponents sometimes and have the judges like wait around with them and give us extra time. And it was very stressful. And I uh, certainly wouldn't want anybody to have to deal with that kind of distraction while playing um, competitive X-Wing. And I appreciate the judges and my and my opponents being so so cool about it. They're super understanding. And I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, I'm, I'm still a part of the GSP fam, and I love those guys. And, you know, if at worst case, if we were, I didn't have my laptop, they would have probably had to, to buy one from, like, Best Buy or something. But it would have just been such a hassle. So... Thankfully, we were able to get X-Wing covered at LVO, and 312 played a pretty big role in making that happen, and we got a lot of recognition and support, followers, subscribers to our Twitch channel, so I uh, just wanted to thank everybody for all the love, and yeah, that was that was kind of an unforeseen kind of um, circumstance that we had at this LVO, um, yeah. so you know what, I'll gladly trade that for playing poorly. But I mean, it was great that, that you were there at least, and, and you had the expertise and the equipment to, to jump in and help out, so... Yeah, I'm glad it, I'm glad it all worked out. I, I have all the footage uh, transfer the hard drive. And we'll get that over to GSP shortly. But yeah, it's good. It feels good to be able to contribute. You know, that's what that's what I'm here for. I'm, I'm glad I was able to help the guys uh, get the stream set up. Um, you know, and, and speaking of LVO, we'll, we'll talk briefly about, um, you know, kind of what we saw and ultimately Doug Howe with his first order uh, winning list. I think it's safe to say there was a lot of rear Admiral Chirinu and a lot of bombers yes. and Republic arcs. And clone clone friends um, and smaller bases alongside them. Yeah, the Empire and Republic. Yeah, those were, those were the two big factions for sure. Quite quite a bit of rebels, but not rebels with Han. 
I think we were seeing seeing some other Rebelists come start to come out. Yeah, we saw. I know Mitch Hurst made cut with uh, looks like it was Luke Ben Han mm-hmm. and Kia Benzi. But yeah, we saw a Thomas Anonymous brought a ghost, Kanan Jarus, which is pretty cool to make cut with that. Yeah. Velvet Buddha with double decimators and two bombers. It was uh, Deathfire and uh, Tomax. And then we had one, two, three, four in the top. Uh, looks like six seeds I'm, re- I'm looking at here, all with uh, triple arc lists. Uh, although one had Daniel Lim did have double arcs, not triple arcs in his Republic list. Um, uh, close enough. <laughs> yeah, right. Doug's list. I just want to Doug one LVO. Congrats to Doug. Doug is a good friend of mine and an incredible X-Wing player. I've had the pleasure of playing him at the highest stakes before. You learn a lot um, pl- about the game and playing him. Just a good dude. And he uh, he won with Silencer Kylo. He brought us uh, a seven-point Kylo with Proton yeah. Torpedoes, Advanced Optics, Lone Wolf, and Instinctive Aim. That's such he, a powerful combo. Yeah, and then he brought three TIE FOs and an SF. So Lieutenant Gaelic with Heavy Laser Cannon and Proud Tradition and an FO. Commander Malaris, of course, the hyper-efficiency that she has with Magpulse Warheads. Uh, LaHughes in the SF had Special Forces Gunner, Barrage Rockets in Marksmanship. And then lastly, DT-798, I like to call Borch because it's like Scorch, but with an inverse ability, you take the Strains roll an extra die with uh, Regen and Deuterium Power Cells. That was the mm-hmm. list. Super simple. For 2.5, yeah. this is a pretty simple list, especially with upgrades. Uh, really impressive. Yeah, it's it's got a lot of offensive output, and um, if you can get into good positioning, um, it can it can be deadly. Yeah, it's a solid... Uh, but um, yeah, solid list, uh, and it's nice to see. You saw, you've seen the evolved meta around Doug's list, and then you just see Doug's list, which is certainly not what we're used to seeing in top cuts. But he used all the pieces that are capable of doing a lot of damage. However, it's a very high risk list, so you can't just take that list and win with it. Um, he is, yeah. There's a lot of skill involved in keeping Kylo alive because that is the game. You lose Kylo at any point, probably the game. It's pretty much over. Yeah, it's pretty much over. Yeah, I love it though. Anything stand out to you that like besides, you know, just like the usual, you know, meta evolution, Andrew? Yeah, well, you know, I, I would say that it was that first one only really seeing one Han in the list and and seeing a lot of Republics. I think now we're, we're start one. I think we're seeing a lot of Republics because it can counter Han. But I think we're seeing a lot of people starting to move away from Han and Rebels and onto something else. So whether we'll see a lot of Han come back at Worlds because maybe all of the like the Han pilots also have their their Worlds invites already. I mean, a lot of people at LVO did too. It, that did kind of surprise me seeing the uh, shift in the meta to a more Republic and Empire dominated one than the Rebels one that we've seen for the past couple months. Yeah, I I think it's uh there's a, enough ships and enough firepower that it makes playing Han pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tap I think a lot of people. Tap, so. It's it's still a grid list, and it, it like you know even here it's still made you know still made day two. It's still a good list, but I think a lot of people have played it so often that they figured it out. They figured out how to set up. I know you know every time that I go up against you know Han, I'm actually kind of happy to see it now because I one I designed my list to to combat Han and Republic. That's something that I I know what to expect i know where han's gonna be what what those ships are doing right right so speaking of well speaking of falcons i guess battle of endor we've gotten more information on battle of endor now 
Uh, we're not going to we're not going to go into the weeds of reading off every pilot ability, but you know, I want to talk about the impressions that you know what we've seen is has given us, and I, I definitely think this is is going to make quite an appearance at Worlds, which is coming up very soon uh, on March twentieth at Adepticon in Schaumburg. It, it looks like Battle of Endor is going to be, in terms of the the two factions, Rebel Empire, probably the most balanced in terms of the power level you see on both sides. Whereas Battle of Yavin gave us a lot more, I think, strong meta Imperial pieces with some good Rebel pieces. Yeah. From what I've seen, it looks like we're going to get a little bit of this, a little bit of that for both Rebels and Empire. That's it, There's a lot of really interesting, potentially powerful stuff in this pack. What do you guys think? I was hoping. Yeah. I mean, I think that would that'd be great. Yeah. It would be nice to get an expansion where one side uh, does not get all, all the powerful cards. Yeah. It's uh, unfortunately, I think, you know, First Order Resistance are asking for their pack. <laughs> we get a lot for Rebel and Empire now. Well, you know, maybe maybe soon we'd get a scenario pack for the, the sequel factions as well. Yeah. Um, Give me a T70, but an extra shield upgrade for some odd reason. Yeah, well, there there are extra shields and hull in, uh, in the battle battle of Endor pack, and lots of really like these standardized cards are packed in with with uh, self serving abilities. Yeah, um, first time we've ever seen a double red linked action. A uh, Lando in the Falcon has a red coordinate to link red focus, but every time you do a red action, you can roll a die to try to remove the stress. So it could be to a white linked coordinate focus. You roll a hit or a crit <laughs> uh, for both 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 of those rolls. Yeah, very high risk, high reward. Yeah, uh, and you know the, there's going to be B wings, which will be nice. Maybe we get we get maybe maybe a, a three or four point B wing, probably four. Um, so you think the S foils are going to be part of it. Uh, stabilized foils for the B wings. Yeah, yeah, probably I, not a bad about. Probably don't think yeah. so. Yeah, I don't think so. A part of me is excited just for new content. I mean, it's just nice that we got information on this, let alone, you know, we got a release date towards the end of February. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like the third week of February is when we should expect to see it. Um, it, it that that put us a little at ease. But at the same time, uh, this is happening right about a month before, less than a month before Adepticon. So, you know, we're going to be cramming in, trying to find a way, you know, as everyone's kind of decided, I think, this would be my world's list if there weren't any new content coming out. Now this is coming out. So there's going to be a lot of rethinking, a lot of practicing, trying to cram in time with these new pieces to see maybe this is the list that I bring to try to win it all with, uh, to try to go as far as I can. Um, any other thoughts on Battle of Endor predictions? Do you guys think that maybe they'll be aggressively pricing these things? Like, could we see these TIE Defenders be seven or less six or seven i know some people would freak out i would freak out well yeah i was gonna say i don't know because uh one thing that just on what they've released these ships have way more abilities than the standard cards that we're used to seeing like they really these, do <laughs> these are more like the bomber pack we kind of started to see that they they had a lot more new stuff and a lot more new abilities that were packed into them than battle of yavin these are like extra loaded even on top of that. Granted, I mean, even, yeah, even the I-1 Sapphire 2 has got tons of text. Like the complications have, have gone up quite a bit. Um, it's cool and it's exciting. But yeah, I, I don't know if these are going to be aggressively priced because these all have 
a lot going on. It's yeah. it's uh, it is a lot. The power creep seems very possible. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of potential power creep. I uh, I have to be honest. This is a criticism I have. I'm sorry for those of you that don't like to hear it. Uh, sometimes less is more. I, I like like the Battle of the Avantai Fighters. I know that Manny, you hate Mahler and Backstabber, but it's pretty simple. Like You're Mahler fine. has right. Predator and Afterburners, and Backstabber has like Crackshot, Disciplined, and Afterburners. And then there's like an insane amount of wombo comboing on these battle of Endor yeah, cards. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say already, guys. You don't need to keep going further. Mahler, further. Yeah, Mahler and backstabber. That's enough. You know, that was that's yeah. an, like people were flying those immediately. I just we, hate them because of the hull upgrade, but that's besides the point. Uh, yeah, I agree. There's way, there's way too much on these cards. Um, also, there's just like, like there's just new abilities, new yeah. effects. Well, like, I'm not against it, but it definitely seems like a lot for a single expansion. Yeah. I mean, now they've only released four. These could just be the four pushed cards. These, you know, could just be the everyone the else could be normal. Yeah. And, but and, but these are the ones that AMG is like, hey, we, we really want these to be a part of the meta and we're excited about these. So, you know, that's also possible that the other that the other cards are going to be more in line with, you know, what we saw with Battle of Yavin, where yeah. there's a couple handful of standouts and a handful of, you know, they're good, but they're not, you know, there's going to be great. a whole lot of like, this is kind of a, for those, the patrons and stuff and everyone's watching the stream right now. There's gonna be a lot of like, I'm holding up my phone as a card, like rolling dice and then like having to pick up your card and like read every part of it to see like <laughs> what interaction you can do like yeah. that. There's going to be, if you bring multiple of those ships for Battle of Endor in your list, there's going to be a lot of, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this one, this trap is a friendly ship, uh, more friendly ships than enemy ships. Uh, so this one is, uh, if there are if one stress token, you can again, um, this one is like, can spend up uh, eyeball results, reroll. It's like, oh. <laughs> I, I was going to say, right. So like just looking at Sapphire 2, like while you while you're defending, you have to check if you're focused to, to roll additional defense die. But while you attack, you have to count the number of friendly ships at range zero to one and also of the defender and then count and, and then count the enemy ships, which is more. Uh, and then you can reroll one of your blank results. Yeah, because then, then you have to like get the, the blank result. Then you also have have reckless. So like there's tons of these little tiny decision making like decision points yeah. that you have in just one card. And this is with us being experienced players. This uh, you're getting into the game. You're new. I don't envy being in that position, um, playing with it or against it. With it, if it's mm. casually, who cares? But it's still a lot of. I think it's very intimidating to have that much to have to focus on with one pilot when the average ship count is already five to six ships right now. That's a so lot. I also, yeah, it is a lot. I also wonder, though, if we are seeing more of these like really loaded standardized cards, if the next point change, we might be moving away, like we might be moving towards a, a four ship meta coming up. Yeah, I enjoyed the the, the more four ship oriented meta when it was a thing. I, yeah. I, although, yeah, We're, I don't know. I, it's we, hard we to might... really dig too deep into this. Has 2.5 ever have like a four ship but yeah, I feel like it's always last, Yes. The yes. last iteration was four. What you four was there was a lot more four ship lists. Five. I'm not, I'm not including squads that have a large space ship and happens and happen to have like four ships in them. 
I don't count that as the same as just like yeah, were, four small like size ships. Easy lists with four ships. Like there was definitely, cool. yeah, there were definitely four ship lists. Uh, Empire was really the only faction that Empire and Scum were the only, or uh, Empire and Separatist. I mean, were the only factions that tried to do like swarm stuff. Um, oh, Separatists but, had like Django, Dirge, Grievous. Yeah. La- last meta was all about the proton torpedoes so you you had four ship rebels but everybody had proton torpedoes um oh protorps oh fuck. yeah that was that was a that was a big one um where the republic was was the um they had also, i think yeah they had five or six though they had, they had that was another five six sh- uh, ship faction in yeah. the last meta yeah yeah, with born born for this and stuff was at the last worlds, which is before the points changed. Yeah, there was there was, there was but still like born for this. Um, but you, because I I remember like a lot of the the smaller ships got pretty nerfed. Uh, I was trying to think of what Duncan Howard I think was only doing four ship rebels or four ship republic with that. Well, oh, brought, uh, fo fo was was a yeah, was a, in the last meta was packs. four ship. Duncan brought a four ship list of packs and won. right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but then the last meta two fo was uh, was another uh, four ship faction. There was TLDR. There were more four ships in the last iteration of the meta than kind of what we have now. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it had a large base or not, um, but still, if it did have a large no. base, still four ship list. Uh, I, I take that back. Uh, fo fo was five ship. It was five ship because they had they all took the shield upgrade. Yeah, for the most and part, and it was all the fos. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, another another here nor there. I, I I do I do think um, just making bold predictions. They'll be priced aggressively to sell to be played because that's you know they want to get those on the table and those packs sold for worlds and beyond. So uh, definitely be, be sure to for those you know just a PSA for those of you at home. Definitely order from your friendly local game store. Put a pre order yes. in. They'll be happy to do it. Uh, keep our game stores alive that host our events that host our casual play. Uh, they are the best. Um, so most of you I know are doing that. Just, just if you needed a reminder. Just, yeah. Just a reminder. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, it leads us to the main topic here. So I was thinking, uh, Joe, I was joking with, uh, with with Justin Williamson, who made you had played on stream, Andrew, you had mentioned earlier, who uh, he made cut uh, at LVO. And him and I were practicing a lot, um, like in between eats, like, on our day off we played a couple practice games um try to get him prepped for his uh top cut game and just uh was thinking about like okay like you know again like i said earlier i, I beat myself up sometimes and i was thinking about going you know going zero and three and and dropping and and seeing other people who maybe you know finish a day going zero and five or you know last place at the side at a side event or whatever and how we cope with being in an, a, a competitive environment where we're playing this game, it goes beyond X-Wing, but we'll just focus obviously on X-Wing as the example. Being in a competitive environment and losing. And like not just losing a, a game, but like losing several games, having a bad day, being finishing near last place or in last place, dropping because you're just not doing well. Like how we cope with that. Um, I'm super competitive. Yeah, and it's, same. It's one of those things where like, you know, the whole like, it's what it's too easy to just be like, oh, it is what it is, you know, like, yeah, obviously it's not that big of a deal. But how do you guys cope with having like a bad game or having a bad day where you don't play well, you make mistakes, things just don't fall your way with like your dice variants, whatever. Oh, uh, do you go first, Andrew? Oh, OK. Uh, 
So I, I have some pretty good experience with this. I, I, I've had a lot of variance in, in, in X-Wing and it's, it's pretty crazy when you are, are, when you're doing well and you feel like you should be doing well, uh, and you're practicing and, and you've got a lot of games in, uh, under your belt. Cause it's different when, you know, if you go in and you have been playing for a while or you're, you're a bit rusty and then, or you're trying a new list and you go into a tournament and you don't do as well. But like when you actually are, are playing all the time, you're competing and you want to win on that high level and you feel like you're prepared and you feel that, that you're prepared to win like these tournaments. And then you go and you have a bad time. Uh, last time I did this was at the miniature Mart store open. Um, and I lost every single game that I played always against, you know, good opponents, but, losing every game really uh humbles you quite a bit <laughs> i would say it feels bad in the moment um me personally i x-wing is a game that has you know high variance and I've, I've said it again and i still believe it it's a game that to me it, one mistake can compound and compound and compound or one bad turn can just lead into a series of bad decisions and you can have these games where you know, you feel like you've not only fallen off a ladder, but you're just hitting every rung on the way down for, you know, a uh, hundred and or for when, 75 minutes. When it rains, uh, it pours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's OK, like to to feel like salty or bad in that moment. I never want to let my opponent think that it's anything that they did because they're here to compete, too. And, you know, it's a game where someone's going to lose that game or draw, which then everyone's mad. Um, but so one of you has to walk away with that win. And so, you know, as long as it was played well, that's, that's all you can, that's all you can hope for. But in that moment, I think you could absolutely have the right to just like, you know, be salty. I have to remind myself. And sometimes I text Zoe, uh, my girlfriend that, you know, I, Hey, just so you know, I'm really mad about, uh, my plastic spaceships just like, <laughs> or, or I, I tell her I'm doing my pouty dance. Um, just to make it sound ridiculous on the outside and to to bring it to a point where you realize, hey, this is a game I'm supposed to be having fun. I'm doing this because I actually enjoy it. And it gets you out of that headspace a little bit. But I think it's OK in the moment to to feel those feels. For me, I I try to use it and, and say, OK, if I lose, what can I take away from this? Um, is there anything I can learn from my next game? And really just as I've played more, I've learned just take it one game at a time. And then two, um, when I come from a really bad day where I've lost all my games, uh, I use, let that fuel me. I kind of let that fire me up for the next time, the, the next tournament. And after that, that uh, I lost every game in St. Louis, uh, came back. And for the, the next tournament we did at the Windy City Trials, I, I got second place So and, and had a great day. And that's that's just kind of where where you got to be at. So if you can if you can learn from it, as long as you're learning from it, then it's not a waste. It's not a bad game. And because of the variance next wing, you're just going to some days it's just not going to go your way. And even if you're prepared, have some bad days in this hyper competitive sport. But just don't let it get to you too much. What about you, Manny? Me? I'm going to share uh, on my story from from last year's uh, Gen Con. Um, uh... So I got extremely frustrated my second game where I was I was going up I was going up against triple arcs, and I kept getting tons of crits on 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 Wolf that was soaked up uh, towards Oddball, 
And um, I was so frustrated in that game that at the end of that game, I dropped and I immediately went to our hotel's uh, gym and just released all my pen frustrations there. Um, I think I say it's healthy to have an outlet. Uh, uh, to me, it is to lift heavy stuff and to put them back down. Um, and as long as I'm not taking out, at least I'm not taking it out on my opponent, I feel it is uh, completely valid. And at the end of the day, it is a children's tabletop game, so it's not <laughs> worth something to be too mad over. Yeah, just taking that step back and just realizing, hey, I'm playing, this is, I'm playing a game right now. Yep. With my fabulous friends. I don't know if you've ever seen that that uh, one YouTube clip of the Russian hockey player um, where he's just like, why you have to be mad? It's only game. Why you have to be mad? It's a very funny clip. Uh, but yeah, that's like, that's immediately what I just think when I get frustrated in this game. Why do you yeah. have to be mad? <laughs> only game. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you got to know that every person who for these competitive tournaments, especially at Worlds and uh, especially Worlds is your first you know, tournament, everyone there plays on an extremely high caliber. Everybody there has been grinding all year at their store championships, too. You're going to meet people from all over the world. And it's cool that we've all come together because we love this game so much. And every opponent that you're sitting across the table from you has probably done just as much prep uh, as you have and and even if they haven't they're still probably still very good and there's you know nothing wrong against about you know playing this game and and even if it's not going your way you're you're just getting better every time yeah i've had a i had a couple people at at lvo like walk up to me and be like dude what happened oh yeah uh how i did and it was kind of an expectation i think built around like by me for myself and I think just because people know have seen me at tournaments and seen how I've placed recently at some bigger yeah. events and that I I'm going to do well and I expect myself to do well and you know it's funny to think about like oh like what the heck what the heck happened you know like that's a lot of pressure though to put on yourself like yeah it's, uh, oh I was gonna say no I I can absolutely empathize with that that you know if you're if you're at what everyone else expects to be a, a, a quality, a tier quality of player. You're not allowed to have a bad day. Sure. Um, and, and also, I mean, that's funny just because everybody else at LVO is also like at that tier too. <laughs> like there's still a lot of heavy hitters at LVO. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to happen to somebody eventually. And then also too, when, you know, I mean, you were going in with uh, with an off meta list. Everyone there was flying pretty much on meta lists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, like there, know. there's there's like I, going in to have fun versus everybody you're playing is there to win it. Like that's a totally different different mentality too. So I don't even think you can compare yourself at the same there, at the same level. There there was a moment. This is so not me, but this is how I I I, I coped with this is uh, playing against Ray and like two T70s and Zori. And I had Vader at range three of of Ray, uh, barely. I didn't think Ray had a shot, but that like just had had like maybe an eighth of an inch of like Vader's base, just a little bit of it. And rolled like four hits, and Vader rolled four blanks. And I'm like, okay, so I've already taken four damage. 
and then a single modded shot with HLC at range three. Again, Vader's rolling four dice. Defense kills Vader. And this was like 10 minutes into the game. And I was like, okay. And then so I was like, oh, this is nice. That's good. And I like basically like like played through the rest of the game, being like, all right, this guy's gonna take a gonna bake here. And then I'd like something horrible would happen, like, oh, that's not good. Okay. Like just basically like just going through the motions. Like I already yeah. knew the game was over. Yeah. And instead of me getting like dwelling on just it just being such a horrible start and just a game I knew I had no chance of winning, I just like I went through the motions until it was apparent that like I couldn't damage anything. I tried so hard. And so I was like, all right, I'm just going to concede. Good game. I appreciate the game. Thanks so much. And just like packed up my stuff. Then he felt really bad because it was such a horrible game for me. And I was just like, you know what, man? I could be mad at just like it just not being my day, but I'm not going to do that. I've just decided yeah. that like after the first game and now this game, I'm going to play one more game. And if I lose that one as well, which I lost by like two points, I've, I just, you know, it's fine. It's just yeah. uh, going to be that way. And um, it sucks, though, because I uh, I I tell myself that, like, this is, uh, you know, you're not supposed to be having these games. And um, but what I what I will say this, though, something that I'm actually I think is important. The context is important is that I looked at my three games and like I made like a couple of mistakes, a couple of boo-boos. But I like I set up in position I my turn zero, the the way I would start engages, like everything I did, I look back, I'm like, that's probably the way I should have done it anyways. Yeah. It just didn't work out. I just as, lost. Yeah. As, as much as much as this is a as a skill game, and as much as we also don't want to blame the dice, um, I try not to. I don't want that to be my first move, you know, sometimes. It can come down to dice. You can just get really unlucky. You know, we've all had experiences where that like three hull, three agility ship lives forever and is indestructible. And we've all had the games where your most important piece just like it vanishes off the board in the first engagement. You know, we've seen it from our side and we've also watched it from my opponent. Like I felt bad before when I know that I'm winning a game just purely because my opponent is just incredibly unlucky yeah it sucks so you have to like apologize to our opponent. yeah no i mean well you want to but at the same time like yeah like i'm just you know i know that they're also in their own private hell in that moment because i've yeah. been there too and i know <laughs> you know i just want to like that's kind of some the fun thing that also can bring players together at x-wing 2 where you can you know reach across the table and say hey man that was that was bad like that that was rough i've been there i know i'm so sorry yeah i uh I had a moment in the side event um, where we were playing Scramble and I was playing Vader Rack, like Rack, Ramachurna with Rack, uh, Vader crew, right? Yeah. And he had Kylo on one hole and he one straighted with Kylo and Scrambled. And then I just Vadered him and killed him. And I was like, that's just so unfair. Like, I just, yeah. it was a side event. And I was just like, it was fine. They were like pissed, but it's just like, it just feels bad. Yeah. To have those things, those circumstances happen in a game where you're just like, uh, game effect, you're dead. <laughs> yep. Man. Um, but yeah, it's it's also just like coping with, like you said, like coping, there's there's losing, and then also beating somebody in ways that feel bad as well. Like where just like you feel like 
the game is just being played by one person. The other person's more of a victim of, of circumstance <laughs> or just of, of, of skill level or sometimes just variance and Look, you just you're, can't help but apologize. Yeah, you're not you're not going to get away. From stop! That. He's already dead. You're, yeah. you're not going to get away from that in X Wing because it's like um, I know that probably some of our listeners have had this experience where they have a new player or they're showing the game to their best friend, and you know they're like, "Oh, I'm going to play like, like these Tie Fighters. You have like all these like really cool, powerful ships," and then just accidentally, even though you're playing like really loose to show them the game, accidentally just curb stomping them, <laughs> and you're like, "I." Yeah. I promise this is a fun game and it's not like this, <laughs> you know? You yeah. always get like the best roles against the players that you don't want to cream. It's like, I'm trying, yeah. to, I'm just trying to show them. I'm just trying to show them how to play the game. Why am I rolling all, all crits? <laughs> when I like, when I play Frankie, I accidentally like one shot his ships and it's just <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's uh, he keeps hey. coming back, so I must not be that that beat of a person. Otherwise, X Wing no, does that. Sometimes. Uh, he just might be a masochist. That's why. No, no, no. I mean, he, he's <laughs> he's done so much better in in tournaments. I honestly think that it's just he's competitive too, and just it lights a fire, you know, in him, and that's yeah. good. That's good. I mean, but yeah, ultimately, it's it's important to apply yourself, set high expectations, but don't behold yourself to them in a sense where it becomes unhealthy that you are end up getting stressed out because yeah, game, you're playing okay. with somebody else. I know it's adversarial in nature. It's a dogfighting game. Uh, but if it's so competitive, that's kind of, a, it's kind of creating an, an environment where someone's on your people are on edge and they're getting frustrated, physically frustrated as bad body language. It's, I think it's, it, it's important to, to take a step back and either reset or take a quick break. But yeah, like Manny said, hitting the gym, sometimes in the middle of an event, you, you're not going to drop and go to the gym at a hotel nearby. So if, if you can't do that, which is usually the case, uh, it's I think it's important to just maybe take a step back and just take a deep breath. And uh, another really important thing that saves a lot of tilt is make sure you drink a lot of water and you eat something. Yeah, you know, man, what? Very being good. angry playing everything <laughs> is really bad for you. Yeah. Yep. Also, Don't. you should be you should be bringing food anyway to these like these events and and be snacking. Um, one thing that that we looked up like I think that this is for chess. I think it definitely applies to X Wing. Um, chess, you are you are burning uh, 182 or 186 calories per hour uh, when you're playing. Uh, uh, chess, I believe that's probably the same for X-Wing. I think it, it it takes a lot of the same mental like calculations to do chess and X-Wing. You're doing complex spatial reasoning on the fly and memorizing everything about game states and everything like that, too. And like because I've had games where, where if you go home, you wonder, like, why am I sweating like playing a, a, a plastic yeah. spaceship game uh, or why am I, you know, like so exhausted? And it's because, no, you are actually using a ton of energy. So, yeah, hydrate and uh, depth bringing snacks is so vital to how you are going to perform in that game, too. Definitely. Absolutely. I think this is a really good topic of conversation because um, it's something maybe a lot of people don't actually sit down and think about. Like, how was I for myself today? How was I for my opponent? I try to be the best possible opponent that I can be. Yeah, same. It's important to make, to, to strive to be the kind of opponent where you're you're even if you beat the crap out of somebody in a game of x-wing they're like that guy that person was really nice they were really cool we had a fun game um 
that's not always going to be fun. And ultimately, you can only control what you can control. Just try to play your best and try to win. There's a conflict of interest in some ways there in terms of how we feel. But uh, yeah, it's 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 it, being ambassador for the game and representing it well. And, you know, versus like, man, like that gaming community is kind of toxic. But man, the X-Wing community, everyone's so nice. People like even like competitively, like I'm having fun. I'm learning like that's that's what I, we always talk about how much we love the X-Wing community. It's because. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. Yeah. No, this community is so great. Uh, I've been so fortunate to meet so many cool people from all over the country and all over the world playing this game, which I think about that all the time, how I would have not met any of these people if I didn't decide to to pick up this game. And that's so cool. Anything else on this topic? Manny, anything else to chime um, in? Nope, nope, I'm good. The uh, community's great. Yeah, just a solid group of general. I will, I will also leave on this. If your opponent is um, tilting and and you can visibly see that they are, this is my personal rule. I I if I win a game, I will let the uh, my opponent determine whether they want to shake my hand or not after, or if they want to interact with me after. You know, I'll I'll wish them a good game, but I'm not going to force them to talk about it or to interact with me if they're if they're feeling salty uh unless they want to <laughs> yeah be the listener um yeah. if you're if you win a game the therapist, if, yeah. you, if they want you to be don't be the guy never be the person that it's like you I, yeah when you did this i was confused why you did that you should have done this. <laughs> yeah you're the worst person if you decide that that is the course of action you should take yeah don't don't contribute have some self-awareness. If, exactly. But if they ask, like, what do you think you would have done differently? Have a nice, honest conversation and, 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 and avoid any sort of language that could make them feel like they weren't thinking or being right. smart or right. it, it, ultimately, like, there's no place for that. So, but yep. yeah, I mean, there's every, every player is different, but that's a good point. Uh, be there for them. And, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, honestly, I've uh, like uh, Adam, uh, shout out to Adam, uh, who Andrew and I both played in a side event, uh, and actually maybe the main event at one point. I think I played, yeah, Adam I we 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 both played him in the main event and the side event too. Um, he uh, he bought me a beer after the game, um, we had, and he was using the list that I brought to Gen Con, um, although he had a different the, different, the other Tomax, but yeah. uh, and you know, like he's just uh, he was just super cool and what, a, not what an awesome guy your opponent a beer if they beat you but just a really nice guy and he's a he's a fan of ours and it was really nice to meet him yeah and games with him uh and this was his first tournament too um and it played really well for it as well um and so i'm i'm really looking forward to to meeting him again too yeah absolutely the next big event we talk about usually the, this segment of part of the podcast we talk about upcoming events well we've kind of blown through everything store chip season's over yeah. We're about to hit that deadline um, in about a week, and we're looking ahead to uh, to Worlds. So that's a that's a big one. Uh, registration is already opened, and if you're listening to this now and you haven't registered for any of the X Wing events, it, it could be too late. As the uh, last chance qualifier currently, I believe, is waitlisted, and all the side events currently are sold out. Unless no, you have Worlds in there, are there's a couple side events that that are open. That's um, good. The the story the story driven ones are okay, but not like um, the prep prep ones or right. Yeah, the prep ones. ones. The prep ones. Uh the the first 
the prep ones, yeah, are are sold out. And the last chance so far, it looks like they're they're both waitlisted. Definitely make sure you book your accommodations and waitlist if you if you haven't already. At this by the time this episode comes out, uh, I hope you, you you all have. If you have an invite, you you we have been told by AMG that there won't really be uh, there shouldn't be anything selling out um, in terms of the main event having a world's invite. But I would still register as soon as you can. Oh, honestly, I'm probably registering after we finish recording the podcast tonight. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Worlds. The best part about Worlds is I get to see all the people that I that I host for our leagues that I talk to regularly on Discord who live all over the place. And they all, yes. we all come together, including you know Greg from Nickel City X-Wing, um, all the folks that I... I get to see or talk to it kind of in flashes uh, all in the same place. We all get to hang out. It's so cool. And I'm really, really excited uh, to be able to to spend a few days rolling dice with people from all over the world and friends that I've made the last few years from all over the world. Always the best part of it. Bonding through X-Wing. It honestly is. Um, is there any anything else before we kind of close out? Um, we start to close out this episode. Anything you got, Andrew or Manny? Nothing good. I was going to say, I hope to see everybody at Worlds. Can't wait. Come say hi if you see us. Yes. Yeah, please do. Uh, I'll have some swag for for folks. I just got a ton of stuff in the mail, including new stickers and everything. Can't wait to show it off. But it'll be 3D printing stuff for my opponents. Oh, yeah. That 3D printer is going to be working overtime for sure. (laughs) So thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. We are so excited to be back. Happy New Year, of course. Larry David would argue that the statute of limitations has expired or Happy New Year. But I'm going to say it anyways, Larry. I'm sorry. You can, uh, I'd like to also thank Strata Strike for sponsoring us and continuing their support for us. You can use coupon code 312Squadron. That's a capital S, all one word, and then lowercase Q-U-A-D-R-O-N for 15% off your purchase of anything on their Etsy store. And I want to thank our 312 patrons. Our Patreon has launched with massive success, I want to thank Adam, Brendan, Michael, Justin, Mark, John, Joshua, Daniel, Alex, Stephen, Matt, Peter, Andrew, and Scott for supporting us on our Patreon. Without you all, we wouldn't be able to continue doing what we are doing and setting our sights even more high in 2024. Make sure you follow us on Twitch to catch us live when we're streaming games including x-wing in person our team league games and everything beyond uh we of course are streaming posting our podcast on all major platforms check us out on facebook and like our page join our discord check us out on youtube oh my gosh i'm tired we appreciate you all very much thank you all my name is nick sperry and i'm andrew and i'm manny and we hope you have a great february and we'll see some of you at worlds Happy 2024.